I don't enjoy the game as much as I used to. I don't hurt him yet. I don't enjoy it. It just seems to be a lot easier. And goals mean less than they did. And for me, if you scored a goal in the All Ireland final in the 80s, 90s, that was generally the winning of the game. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Delighted to say Mark Lawrence is with us. Mark, good morning to you. How are you? I'm all good, thank you. I'm uh, here in sunny Mallorca at the moment. Oh, it's glorious sunshine. Mm. Yeah. Uh, will uh, Arsenal be feeling the sun on their backs this morning, having managed to rescue a point from a winning 2 all position against Liverpool, or 2 nil position, or will they be like, ah, oh, uh-oh, here comes the uh, the blue machine to crush us? Um, no, I think if you'd said to uh, Arteta before the game, would you take a point at at Anfield I think he would have taken it um, he's been there before obviously he's played for Everton exactly as well so no I think I think they take it I mean obviously they were they were really good I was at the game they were very very good but very 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 good until of course Liverpool's kind of upped the ante and started to pressurise them and then it was completely different but Liverpool as, as you know haven't been really like that for the majority of the season and when you look at their season I would say to you which would be for me the two, the two games that uh, capture the season would have been certainly seven nil at home against Manchester United, six seven days later one nil defeat at Bournemouth, and and that's the way they've been. And um, you just don't know at the moment what performance you're going to get from Liverpool, which is a real worry. And I think certainly that this is the first season under Klopp where the opposition have come to Anfield. And it's kind of thought, look, you know, you can you can get at these, and that's exactly what's happened, to be honest with you. And um, teams have found it easier to score against them because uh, they've been a little bit all over the place defensively, certainly. There was a moment, Mark, uh, towards the end of the first half, and, and, and I was thinking at the time this is this could be a crucial moment. And Chris Sutton, I think it was, uh, making the point as well, where, where Granite Xhaka um, comes together with Trent Alexander-Arnold just before the end of the first half and gets the Anfield crowd into the game before that it felt like the, the Liverpool home support just wasn't really there was that a mistake on Granit Xhaka's part that it seems that that little coming together and those little off, off the ball incidents were certainly getting the uh, the Anfield crowd behind the, the home team Yeah well I don't know if you remember but but last year as well in the same fixture um, nothing was nothing was really happening in the game and, and Arteta lost the plot a little bit and started screaming and shouting on the touchline had a little go I think at, uh, at, at clock and all of a sudden, the, the cops woke. They woke up, and I think in, I think in the end, Liverpool went on to win four, and, and it was a little bit similar. But this this is a different Arsenal now. Um, yes, they're a very 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 good side. We we know all about that, but they've got a little bit of steel about them as well. Um, you know, the goalkeeper when needed as well at the weekend was very very good. I mean, the save you made very very late on well, he made a couple was was outstanding, and they've got this belief and. In fairness to them, even when uh, even when Liverpool were going at them and looking like they were going to score, they they still had opportunities Arsenal to actually you know end the game anyway. So there's more about Arsenal this season, and probably there's there's less about Liverpool at the moment. 
there's those little incidents and I think Arsenal had had uh, tactics certainly this was brought up as well the game management so the 20th minute uh, Aaron Ramsdale brings on the physio to look for his eye and you see all the Arsenal players running over to to get some instructions and a drink off Arteta it happened later in the first half as well uh, Gabriel went down and, and kind of Arsenal used that it felt like it felt like a ploy and it felt like a tactic and something that was actually planned I don't know if that's something oh, that maybe crops up Oh, 100%. Absolutely, 100%. And it's very, very frustrating. And, it, and it's difficult. It's difficult for the referee because if, if all of a sudden they go down and, and stay down, then the ref has no other option. You know, he might go say, you know, are you all right? Or whatever to the player who's injured. And he go, oh, no, I've, you know, I've done this, I've done... And, yeah, it's, it, that's crept into football, which for me is it takes away some of the fun about it that, uh, all of a sudden, teams now realise. I'll tell you the worst star. I think is 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 um is Newcastle. Newcastle do it all the time now. So I think in regards to, to, to next season, I'm not wanting obviously to, to wish away this season. In in regards to, to the next season, I think that um, the Premier League are going to have to have a little bit of a look at this. Maybe even sort of say, well, I'll tell you what, if you can walk, off you go. And the game will go on, and I think that will quickly stop it. But it's it's generally here all the time now. If you're Arsenal, what do you want Manchester City's results in the Champions League to be? Do you want them to, to win every game all the way through, and that, yeah. or do you want them to have a crushing, spirit shocking defeat like a an all time classic meltdown against Bayern? No, you want them to keep winning. You want them to keep winning because they're going to have to keep playing, and. As we know, it's 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 a bit like the Holy Grail for, for Manchester City, the Champions League. They, they've come very close. I mean, if you, th- if you think about last season, they should have been, they should have beaten Madrid, um, and the, the amount of chances they had at the Bernabeu, even late in the game as well, they, they should have beaten them. And and, and that, at the moment for for Pep, it, is the big thing for me. I would say to you now that if 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 it were possible, if you said to to, to Guardiola, right, you've got a choice. You win the Champions League or you win the Premier League, I think straight away it 100% win the Champions League because, as, as I say, that, that's the thing that's missing. And I think, um, I mean, we don't, we never hear from the owners, we don't really see the owners, but if, if you are one of the owners, uh, you'd say straight away, yes, please, Champions League. Um, that would probably square the circle for, for, for Manchester City as far as they're concerned. Uh, the, the, the way the fixtures are falling, uh, Liverpool play. Sorry, Arsenal play next Sunday, and uh, City end up playing Saturday evening. Does this matter? Does actually the fact that City are getting to play a little bit before them does that just add extra pressure, or is that the type of stuff that we talk about and think about? But actually, for the players, it doesn't really matter. It's the latter, because you know you, you, you've, you've still got to win the game. Obviously, they would they would love the fact that maybe you know City might fail a little bit maybe draw or something like that which which would be even more incentive but they, they've got a massive incentive Arsenal and you'd have to say I, you know they, they have been the team of the season so far as far as the league's concerned but I think when when you go out and play you, you block everything off yes yes they'll probably watch the match if they can before the game or all those kind of things but they they, they, they will block all that out and on they go and I, and I think there is there is a there's a difference now about Arsenal. There's a kind of a real steely side to the team, um, and certainly in the way that they play as well. I mean, the, the, the two wide boys, and you know, um, they're 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 brilliant for them because they they stretch teams 
and they make the pitch bigger as well for them, which allows them, obviously, in different circumstances to create all these chances and, and get a little bit more space than they would would have certainly in the last year or so than last season. So, yeah, I think I think I think as a player, you, you just you, you once you go out to play, you blank everything. You don't kind of think, oh, after twenty five minutes, oh, it's nil nil. We're not scoring. You know, we might drop two points. That that for me doesn't really happen. Curious, Mark, to get your thoughts on Trent Alexander-Arnold when Liverpool had the ball. He was certainly moving a lot closer to the midfield than, than we've seen him. Uh, kind, of, kind of a la Zinchenko when it was, it's very much a Pep Guardiola style of play. But Gary Neville's comments on that, um, he wasn't a fan. He said, uh, just looking at Trent in midfield, they've only had two or three days since the Chelsea game and you're asking someone to do something where you can't have worked on it a lot. We know other teams do it, but you get the feeling that's been planned and worked on, talking about Zinchenko and Man City. What, what did you make of all that? Like... It, Seemed like a ploy that that worked for for large degree uh, portions of the game for Liverpool, but um, clearly Gary Neville's not having it. Oh well, who's, who's worried about Gary Neville? He's going to be the next mayor of Manchester, so it doesn't really matter. Um, listen, I I I, I, th- I thought he was good. I mean, he's listen going forward is outstanding. We, we we know he's not great defensively. I thought it worked. I mean, you know, obviously in terms of. The way that he played, then he's, he's much much better in the opponent's half rather than in, rather than his own half. He just he doesn't like and doesn't want to uh, to play kind of defensively. And I think I think it's it's a, a really clever play. It was a really clever play from from uh, from Klopp because he's thinking how do we sort that? Because he's such a good player when he goes forward and he's, he's so constructive for the team that it, I think I think it was really really good the way that way that he handled it. And the other thing as well is, I think you know, if, if you're playing in that team, and you look, you look at Trent, and you kind of think, you know, what, what's he best at? Well, he's, he's best at going forward. He's best at being on the ball and, and, and seeing like the big picture, as they call it, and all those kind of things. What's he not good at? He's not particularly good at defending. Well, try and take him out of that a little bit. And people have said, oh, just play him in midfield. But I, I think this, this could be the way forward for him. To be quite honest with you, because. He just did give them that extra dimension as well. And <clears throat> for the opposition, when players come from those positions, so the fullback area and come and join in, it's very, very difficult for the opposition to pick him up. So it, 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 it was a good ploy. And um, whether they do that on a regular basis, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think it's, it's Leeds next, isn't it? Leeds away. So we'll see from that point of view whether they're going to continue with it. But I thought, I thought he did really, really well in that role. Uh- Klopp in the, in the press conference last week had said the elephant in the room is that I'm still here after all the other sackings that had happened and again it was this slight change in the way he was talking about this stuff but I, I'll put it to you Mark that it will be absolutely madness for Liverpool uh, to not have Klopp as their manager next season given that if he was available on the market there's no job in the world where the owners of that club would not want him to be the manager You know, sometimes you, you forget just how difficult it is to find a world-class manager and when you have one if there's a bit of a blip you, you reassess you take your time and you move on together that that it seems from the outside that it would be outrageous for Liverpool to be thinking about replacing Klopp at this stage let me tell you this he's, he's the most important person in the football club you'd sell most of the players before you got rid of Jurgen Klopp and in fairness to the owners, that they they've been really really good with him. Yes, like any manager, he would always like another you know another hundred million to spend on players as they all do. But no, he's a uh, he's 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 earned the right to decide when he leaves. 
I think that's probably <clears throat> what I think about him in terms of that. That's the best way I can, best way I can kind of put this forward. And he's just, you know, with the season, as everybody knows, it's it's, it's not been a particularly good season. There are, there are all sorts of reasons, and and it does happen. And you know, why do they have all those injuries, all those kind of things, loss of form, etc.? So no, he. He, he eventually, if he wants to leave, he will make that decision. Actually, in fact, I think his wife, Ula, will make the decision because she's, she's very much, she's very much, I think, the one who's the driving force behind him. Um, and apparently, um, everybody says he's met her. She, she, she is the one, basically. Um, so no, I don't, I don't that's, He's not. He's not going to leave. He's not that kind of person. And you'll say to me, "Well, he did it before, and you know, at Mainz and and uh, Dortmund and all those kind of places." But no, I just, I just think he knows, like everybody knows. And you, you get to Anfield, and I mean, I was, I was there as one of the game on on Sunday. I was talking to quite a few of, of the guys in in one of the lounges, and everybody, to a man and a woman, were just like, just say, you know, Clark. They absolutely love him. And at the moment, you know, it's it's not an issue. And I think. I think where he's not so much fortunate, but it, it's good for the fact that that the owners obviously have, have have sporting franchises, so they understand injuries, they understand uh, loss of form, all all those kind of things. But generally, you know, at the football club, they they just leave them alone, um, and people say, oh, they don't come to the games, they don't do this, but it doesn't really matter. And he's not bothered about that as long as long as he's got their backing. That's absolutely fine. <clears throat> so it's going to be interesting to, to see what happens now in the summer. Um, and they're saying it's going to be a little bit of a re- revolving door at the football club. Lots of people out, lots of people in. But it remains to be seen. Getting get rid of players is, is far easier than getting players in. And, and whether they get the main target, as everybody knows, if they do, it would be like a fantastic boost for, for Klopp and the football club. Uh, Mark, Constantine Hatsidakis is a name that we, we didn't know before the weekend, but uh, was the linesman, and I'm sure we'll be hearing his name mentioned a few more times over the coming days. He's been pulled off games um, while the FA, of course, investigate this alleged elbow on, on, on Andy Robertson and clearly going down the tunnel. Robertson wasn't too, uh, too pleased. The argument is that players shouldn't surround the, the linesman. The other argument is that the linesman shouldn't react in the way in which he did. What did you make of the whole incident? Both, both. I mean, you shouldn't. It's why? Why would you harangue the linesman anyway? Because, in in fairness, he's just a bit part player. Because you know, with with VAR and all those kind of things, lots of lots of his decisions aren't ultimately his decision, are they? Because they can be taken away from him. So you shouldn't surround him, but. It, it wasn't. It wasn't right in what he's done. It'd be interesting to see what happens because obviously there's, there's, you know, the new supremo in charge of uh, of VAR and the referees, etc. But look, you know, and, and Andy Robertson's quite fiery anyway, and he 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 was certainly frustrated. But I, I mean, I as I say, I was there, and we didn't we didn't really see it because just the position where we were, um, they we they'd be sort of gone, and then we just heard this kind of. Kerfuffle, commotion, call it what you will, but it's it's one of those a little bit blown out of proportion, is it? But, but from Andy Robertson's point of view, um, I actually I actually think it's quite funny to be to, to be honest with you because he can be fiery anyway. Andy being a being a mad Scot, <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, final one for me on Liverpool, Mark uh, Mo Salah's penalty miss, uh, very very similar to the to the miss just left of the post against Bournemouth uh, not so long ago as well. Is it at the stage now where? You take Mo Salah off penalties because clearly they're resulting in, in Liverpool dropping some seriously, seriously valuable points. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd have a chat and say, sorry, Mo, but um, you need to you need to score more from open play. Yeah, you do. You, you say, look, we're gonna we're gonna have someone else, and it, it might be just just what he just what he needs as well because he's he's been um, okay this season, and you, you know what it's like. You know how people put two and two together and make five. Oh, he's got a new contract. He's getting so much money a week, and he's not particularly bothered. He doesn't want to get injured. He's not quite giving all for his team. Um, but he's just been going through a, a little bit of a phase where he, he has not been as effective. But then you could argue that about the team, that the, the, the rest of the team, very, very few of the players in the team, when you look at them, can say they've had a really good season. Um, and there, for me, lies the problem with Liverpool at the moment. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't know. It's like every time they turn up, you don't. it's a toss of a coin. Um, heads, heads are really good and tails they can be awful as we've seen latterly Big win for David Moyes the weekend keeps the wolf from the door for another week <laughs> Yeah yeah. I mean um, he's been there seen it he's done all those kind of things and he, he knows he knows he's under pressure but I think he I think the thing is with him that the owner there's only one owner now sadly, sadly the other owner died at, at West Ham as you know but um, I think the owner's very very much Behind him, and of course that they're still in Europe. So um, who knows? Who knows what they'll do? But if you said, if you said to me that you know half an hour from this interview that West Ham have sat David Moyes, and then you said to me, who do you think they should get? Well, it would be David Moyes, would it not? <laughs> at this stage of the season, when you look at uh, all the other uh, clubs desperately trying to find a manager and incapable of hiring anybody. Uh, absolutely, Moyes is um, yeah. one of those people with the experience of what it takes to get out of that. So uh, he should be yeah. all right. They have, they have enough quality compared to the other teams down there. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. And I think they've got a little bit more steel than, than a lot of the other teams. Um, so yeah, no, you, you 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 just keep them on. I mean, and you know the fact you mentioned about all, all the managers that have left is is if you were <clears throat> if you were owning a football club, <clears throat> excuse me, making all the decisions. Surely, surely, if you think I'm going to sack the manager, you'd have somebody in place, would you not? Yes. And if if you look at all this, these teams at the moment, they obviously just just haven't. And now the latest, it's it's obviously there's always a fashion in the Premier League, and the fashion now is is get some get some guys, not just one, few guys in, just to just to keep you in the league. Um, which is very, very strange, but now seems to be the kind of trend that everybody's doing. Mark, we'll leave it there. Enjoy the sunshine. Thanks a million. Will do. Thank you. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.